up, y'all? You are tuned in to the Listen Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, and it's time for you to listen up to what God has called you to do. Let's get it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Listen Up With Jess Podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to press play on this here episode. We're back at it with a new, new, fresh one. Um, Yeah, uh, I would like to you know, say to all of my listeners that your girl, mm, it's like God really has a sense of humor. That's the thing. (laughs) He has a sense of humor. You know, my last episode, I literally was talking about how it's so important to invest in ourselves, make sure that we're putting ourselves first when it comes to our health and wellness and well-being so that we can be healthy and whole virgins. So of ourselves so that we can help other people, right? And so that we can be healthy and we're not drawing from that empty cup, right? Like we need to be mindful of like, what are we consuming? What are we doing? Um, Making sure that we're taking care of our bodies. And then um, the Lord was like, all right, sis, yeah, you talking all that, I'm about to put you to the test. And I was like, huh? And so, um, yeah, God really... um, (laughs) gave me a taste of my own medicine and he was like I need you to practice that and so like no cap y'all like your girl recently I was I was sick um I was definitely sick for um now about a week and a half and um it wasn't just like you're a little sick like um I was in close close contact with COVID um COVID positive and it was in the home and it was just, it was very draining, um, very emotional and scary. Like shout out to my closest family friends and my family who really stepped up and took care of me and my uh, loved ones during this time of how COVID hit home because um like to fight COVID, you have to like, you need to, I believe you need a village. I feel for people who are elderly, who just don't have people to help support them during this, um, fighting this virus, uh, because it is mental, it is physical, and it is a spiritual fight to get through COVID-19 and that's on period. So man, look, and it's crazy because, uh, we're going to pause and I'm going to do a listen up spotlight. And this listen up spotlight is so on time. God is intentional. Um, so I am going to be spotlighting. Uh, for those that are new to the podcast, this is where I take time to um, do a spotlight of all of my friends um, that are in um, that have businesses that have um, that are entrepreneurs that have organizations um, that are also, um, um, just trying to do well within the community that I want to spotlight their talent or their business or their organizations and things like that. And so for this episode, the listen up spotlight goes to elevate wellness juicery. Elevate Wellness Juicery is a company that offers clean, organic, and natural healthy products that are delicious and promote optimum nutrition. Um, so the owners of Elevate Wellness Juicery are my is my my good friends, my good friends, my sister Raya and her husband Craig um, Biagas. They are the owners. They've created um, a black owned 
juicery, cold pressed juicery in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's called Elevate Wellness Juicery. You can find them on um, their Instagram at Elevate Wellness Juicery LLC. And then also um, you can learn more about their business at ElevateWellnessJuicery.com. Um, they're... If you go on their Instagram, I love the content of how they're able to educate us on the importance of juicing. And I'm telling y'all, like, if you ever get, you getting sick when it comes to COVID or the flu, like, the, see, the medical people, they don't want to tell you, like, they be, you know, they be like, oh, yeah, take your vitamins and that. But it, honestly, it's your diet. You really have to be making sure that you are eating healthy. Make sure that you are putting natural foods as far as fruits and veggies in your systems to help um, build up your immune system and help fight this virus. Because it is a physical fight, too. And so you need to make sure that you are, you know, doing your uh, just double uh, the concoctions of juicing um, to make sure that you are building up that immune system. And so um, Raya and her husband, Craig, they uh, make amazing cold presses. Um, it looks so yummy. I cannot wait um, to get my to get some shipped and, and to actually visit and get some in person. So if you're interested in it, please check out their Instagram, show them love, donate. You know, everybody is a new business up and running. You know, um, you know, we want to see all of us succeed in our, you know, um, in our projects and our organizations and our businesses so that we can grow. And I just think this is so important to educate the community on the importance of a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, I'm all about the whole, just like trying to be plant-based, uh, making sure we're cutting out all of the processed foods, um, your girl still loves carbs. Don't get it twisted. But <laughs> I try my best to like, you know, have that healthy balance and making sure that we are, you know, um, watching what we pour into our physical. Okay. So yes, check out Elevate Wellness Juicery. Shout out to you, sis, Raya. Love you so much. And um, I'm so proud of what you're doing. So that's why I thought it was so fitting because let me tell y'all, I was going back like to my body. Like it's crazy how COVID, if you ever get affected by it, like the way that it, it can hit everybody different, the symptoms are different. And I used to be very, not naive, but also just like, oh, I'm just so glad COVID never affected my immediate family, even though I've had loved ones you know, um, like distant cousins and distant aunts and uncles that have been affected by it. And um, <clears throat> especially in the beginning stages, I had family mem a family member that passed away, you know, in Detroit. And where, you know, back when, back in March when it was hitting, like Michigan, the numbers were so high and I was so worried about my mom's side of the family out there and she had lost a cousin and it was just hitting home a lot when it came to COVID. Um, but I was almost like, oh, I'm young. I'm not going to ever get it. I got a good immune system. Just acting real reckless and at the end of the day let me tell you something COVID does not discriminate you need to be wearing your mask I don't care if it's with your mama your auntie your cousin and them wear that mask see we let our guard down because we're like oh we're getting comfortable and it's like 
no, COVID is, it's everywhere. You can walk outside, you can get anywhere. So protect yourself by wearing your mask, you know, wear gloves if you have to. I've started wearing gloves just like in the house because I had to, but then also like grocery shopping and I sanitize my gloves and all that. I wash them like whatever you need to do, double mask, put on a facia. I don't care how goofy you think you look like at the end of the day, you are protecting yourself and you are also protecting others because while you could be walking around asymptomatic, um, you don't know who you may affect that other person who does not have a strong immune system, who has asthma or who has any pre um, existing health conditions and they're strong. They may get a strand and their symptoms are worse because each sim- everybody's symptoms hit them differently, you know. And so, you know, by the grace of God, like my symptoms, I, I would say they were mild, but when they hit, they hit hard. And so, you know, your girl, like God was really telling me, like, you have to rest. Like, you cannot be stressed. You have to rest. You can't be stressed. And you need to really take time to um, take time for your health, like prioritize your health. And that was hard because remember in the podcast I was talking about before, you know, I'm more of a, I'm a giver and I'm the one that's always, you know, I'm praying and I'm interceding on everybody else's behalf. And, you know, this was something that God was like, no, you need to be, you need to sit down and lay back and let people take care of you in whichever way they can, whether it's through prayers, whether it's through, um, giving, you know, cooking a meal or whatever, because, Right now, you you physically you don't have the capacity to do it, and he was and it hurt because I am I am such I am a busy person. Like I will busy myself. I don't really like to be still. Um, even with my workload, like my full time job at work, like you know my coworkers, they were all and my boss, they were like, you need to rest. Like stop over, don't overdo it. You know, take time to make sure that you are prioritizing your health. And I was forced to do that for fourteen days, y'all. I was in the house for fourteen days, y'all. This introvert, while I was should. I've already been in the house before, like, you know, when it when it was the first popped off. But, you know, we were getting lenient. And that's the problem. Us Americans, we don't listen to nobody. And we always want to do our own thing. And like, eh, free world. Da, da, da. You can't tell me what to do. Listen, stay your behind home. Stop being in these streets if you don't have to. OK, because it's not safe. And I have to tell myself that because your girl, she was ready to get back in these streets. OK, like I really was. <laughs> And God was like, sit down somewhere, <laughs> my child. Um, and I had to. And so for the 14 days, your girl really had to stay quarantined. I had to rest. I, you know, was beating myself up like, oh, I can't give y'all a podcast. I'm over here coughing. I got the dry cough. I got the chills. Look, my headaches, like all of that and above. Like your girl was going through it. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to do anything. Like, I need to rest. And one thing that God had um, really revealed to me, um, <clears throat> he revealed to me during that season, during that, not season, but during that, the, the, those couple of days, like last week um, too, he was just like, you know, I kept, 
the word restoration kept coming to my mind. I'm like, God, I want restoration, full restoration. And I want you to restore my health fully, my immune system, my mind. You know, I felt really spiritually low, like COVID will knock the wind, the living wind out of you, like where the fatigue is real. I literally had no energy to pray, to read my Bible. Like I and I felt bad because I was like, God, I just don't feel connected to you. And I was beating myself up because I didn't even want to journal. Like I just couldn't even do the things that I wanted to do because I was so tired. And um God was like, to for him to restore, you need to rest. Like literally there's rest in restore. And so I was like, oh, wow. Like God really is asking me to rest in his presence, rest in his healing, rest in his provision that everything is still going to be taken care of, rest in his sovereignty, that he is still the same God, despite that, you know, we were affected by this horrible um, virus that you are still, he was still going to um, recover us, but I needed to physically and mentally rest. And it's crazy because um, the night of the election where that was a very high anxiety night, right? Um, That's when my symptoms started with COVID and I was freaking out. And then God, I just, I turned off all the election stuff and um, I was like, I'm not about to consume myself. I'm about to watch a funny movie. <laughs> I watched a funny movie on Netflix. And I was like, you know, I can't control this. Like, I, I wish I could snap my fingers and feel better, but I can't, right? I had no control of COVID. I had to let it do its course. But I, and I also had to make sure that I was, you know, prioritizing my health first, taking my vitamins, making sure that um, that I was, was, you know, doing the different natural remedies that everybody's so lovely suggested and it worked, you know, and making sure that I was really prioritizing uh, myself and making sure I'm taking care of my family, you know, that was also affected by this and that we're able to, you know, get fully healed. And God just kept saying, rest. I need you to truly rest. I need you to truly surrender this. And so, um, you know, during that time, I struggled with sitting still, right? And God was really revealing to me like this whole, what, what, is your, what are you motivated by? Like when it comes to wanting to please other people and get things done. And I had a session with my therapist because I was like, you know, I was going through a lot and I was feeling all this guilt, like, you know, guilt and wanting to, um, guilt and wanting to be able to produce more and to be more creative and to do things and to say yes to things. Um, and I just didn't have the energy to say yes at the moment. I didn't have the energy, um, or, just a desire because my body was tired or, you know, I really was like, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to entertain um, this? You know, there were certain conversations. There were certain, um, I wasn't reaching out to everybody. You know, I, I reached out to my circle of friends because I honestly didn't, 
I couldn't engage in where I had to be the one to be the encourager. You know, like, you know, those, those certain conversations or friends that you're like, yeah, like I, I can't be the motivating. Listen up with Jess right now. <laughs> like I need somebody to listen to me <laughs> and not in the way of me trying to motivate them, but hearing my burden, hearing my cry um, and praying over me because I was physically and spiritually exhausted from what um from having to deal with this. And so, um, you know, I want to talk about people pleasing, right? Um, And people pleasing is something y'all have talked about before, how I say I'm a recovered people pleaser, recovering, because I'm not recovered, I'm recovering, (laughs) Um, where I usually would make decisions um, and it was always motivated by fear I would say yes motivated by fear I would say no motivated by fear and I was never really truly being authentic to what I wanted or what I thought that I needed to do um, because it was fear motivated and you know some of the questions that my therapist asked she was like who are you trying to please? Like there's three things that whenever you're coming to a decision, like who are you trying to please? Um, who put this, who put this, uh, this pressure on you? Um, what is motivating you? Are you working out of fear? And so um, I realized God has really been, speaking to me about my yes and my no when it comes to just making decisions in my life as a young adult, as um, a woman who is, you know, righteously trying to pursue God first and um, as um, and as just someone who wants to truly like be authentic to me and no longer living for someone else and someone else's pleasure because and I ha- I, n- I know I have to be careful because my personality type is very pleasure centric not just for me but for others like I w- genuinely like to like make other people happy I don't like them to see when they when I come in a room I want them to feel like happy and excited and um I'm often like well even if it makes me uncomfortable as long as you're good I'm good lies (laughs) lies okay says no one like that's not real like that doesn't mean just because you make someone else feel good that does not make you automatically feel good you nine like nine times out of ten we just say that because we're always used to the um the reaction and uh, we have been motivated by that. We allow that to be the motivator. That is, he's good, I'm good. But often neglecting and betraying ourselves to accommodate somebody else or to make them feel better, knowing deep down we don't feel good. That just hurt us. 
that just put an extra weight or extra baggage on us or that was actually something that we really cannot handle that's something we really should not have said yes to but because it it we're used to being the givers we'll go out and do it and so people pleasing is truly rooted in fear like and and it's focused on earning love from someone and we really have to like take a step back and look at like what was that from childhood like where does that people pleasing come to come from I think um it usually starts when we're really younger to um and if you think about it like well if you were at an elementary school or in middle school but usually like in elementary starting that's your first time where you're just like you're people pleasing and peer pressure can intertwine a lot so you think you say like oh this is just peer pressure you hear that term a lot when I used to go and speak to the high um to high schoolers and middle schoolers um and motivate them I always talked about how I was really I was so stuck in peer pressure and but I used to say I could never be peer pressure because I'm the leader. I was the leader and I was the leader. Um, I didn't really follow my friends, but I also knew what made my friends happy. And so I automatically was like, yeah, I'm actually not following them, but I'm going to just betray. I'm going to not betray. I'm going to um, act like, you know, this is something I really want to do or how I'm acting out. Or just to seem cool because I know that that's what they think is cool or whatever. And so, you know, it starts off with you're younger. Oh, you're just dealing with peer pressure. And then you slowly transition from peer pressure to actual people pleasing because you're not wanting, you're rooted in fear and you, the fear is motivating you to continue to make decisions and to accommodate things or to say yes to things or even to say no to things because you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And we're worried about how they feel, how they react as if we have control. A people pleaser wants to be in control. And that's the thing. We don't want to take our hand off and be like, you know what? I made this decision whether it's yes or no, whether it's going to hurt their feelings or not, but I know that I have no control based off of their response, but I still have to stay true to my authentic yes or to my authentic no. So one of the things that God spoke to me, he was just like, Jess, I need you to learn how to say yes out of pure joy and not out of fear or feeling obligated to say yes. There's a lot of decisions that... um, that can be presented to you when it comes to uh, either your career, when it comes to relationships, uh, when it comes to, um, you know, your goals and business ideas. Uh, It can, you know, something can be presented to you for a ministry opportunity. I've had that several times where I'm like, I have to now take a step back and really analyze. When someone asks me a question, I have to think about that pure yes like pure joy so hmm, i'm trying to think of something that that i just automatically say yes to um let's see i would say like if someone were to ask me um oh yes this is one if someone asked me like jess i want to take um take you to a beach to a beach trip and it'd be like with my girls and uh we'll do like three days four days on the beach 
all paid, all expenses paid for, <laughs> all of that. Hands down, I'm saying absolutely yes. And don't let it be out of the country because absolutely yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. You know, that that's my yes of out of pure joy, I want to do that. That is going to make me happy. Um, if someone asks me to usually not, I'll say nine times out of ten, I really do enjoy um, speaking engagements. I I usually say a yes. And the yes is because I truly enjoy that. I enjoy it. If someone asks me to go on a live or to even speak or preach, um, I all, I do pray first and I ask God, you know, is this something, is this something that I should yet say yes to? Is it something that God, you want, is this pushing me closer to my goals, to, um, your, uh, vision of ministry that you have, you know, for me and how you want me to represent you God? So these are questions that I have to ask God, but I know like nine times out of 10, I'm saying yes. A lot of times when I find myself uh, hesitating to say yes and then may say no I may say no sometimes out of fear because I'm like ah oh, why would they ask me to speak I'm not a pastor or preacher I'm not qualified I'm inadequate why would you ask me to you know be um, a mentor you know I don't know what I'm doing these are different um what I'm saying no Oftentimes I'm doing it still out of fear. And then if I say yes, sometimes I will be saying it out of, oh, well, I just feel like I can't let them down. Even though, look, uh, I already have a speaking engagement and actually I don't, I can't um, double book in one week or triple book in a week. You know, there's so many lives that you can do within a week. <laughs> like I probably can't attend this um, event or I can't, um, you know, be able to take on this extra role or extracurricular activity because I already have other, um, you know, commitments that I've committed to. And this would just be way too much for my plate. You know, these are things um, that you have to be intentional about when it comes to saying yes or saying no to because you want to make sure that you are you have the capacity to truly do this thing. And so, you know, I just want us to like be very cautious when it comes to people pleasing. I think because people pleasing is definitely rooted in fear. And when it comes to fear, I feel like we really have to replace the what ifs with what you know. Like, so the what ifs for me are replaced with what it is. What it is is that I know the promises of God. The promises of God that I know from scripture, you know. So when I'm, when I start feeling that fear, fear come, right? And that emotion, which nothing, I read, a, I was reading in the book, like fear being an emotion, there's nothing wrong with fear, um, we need to realize that it, it is a it's a natural emotion that humans um, feel and that, you know, the how, if you look up the definition to what fear is, you know, it's it's a perceived threat um, or something that you have either seen or you have not seen and you've made up. But 
you know, these emotions are weird. I think the key when it comes um, to fear and and Christians um, that we can't settle or be motivated by fear because the word of God literally says perfect love cast out fear, right? And so when I think about how God's love can cast out fear, I'm thinking about the promises of God, the promises of God. What I know is that what if, oh, this, you know, you know, when it came to COVID, I really thought like, oh my God, if I lose my mom and my sister, like those are the two closest people in my life. Like God already knows I could not have that. You know, I'm like, how would I respond? What would happen? Like, I don't know, like life would look so different for me. And I just, I started going through this crazy rabbit hole in my mind. Like, I'm like thinking like, God, I would, I would be, I would be depressed. Like I would not be the same anymore. I don't know how it could go on and doing anything for anyone else because I would, you know, feel like I would be stuck in this depression if I ever lost, you know, my mom and my sister like that. And, um, and he was like, the promise was, you know, and we know that all things, um, work together, and they work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. We know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We know that he, that I, we will never be alone. And God was res- like, you know, reminding me of these scriptures of, you know, you know, we are promised that we'll never be alone and that God will never leave us or forsake us and that God <clears throat> the, and the promises that God will have everything we need. In anything that we need, we have it in Christ Jesus. I lack nothing. And God, you know, just really had to remind me that when it comes to different decisions and things in our lives, don't don't settle in the fear. Like when you settle in the fear, you are actually now saying, okay, now faith, faith is now exited and now I'm running with all the fear that I have. And it's like, no, at this point, when you are struggling with making a decision and we're going to forever be faced with challenges like this, what one thing 2020 has shown me like, y'all tell y'all year of exposure because baby, we got exposed. Okay. Um, it's shown me that, you know, God was saying just this um, life that we see here on earth right now, and especially in 2020, do not think that this is about to let up. You're going to get more challenges. You're going to get more of these seasons of these Job like seasons where you have to press in and you have to start saying and start stop questioning why God, why? And remember who God is and what he has done and what he can do and what he will do. How do we respond to tragedy? How are we responding to the constant heartbreak, the constant betrayal, the constant pain, the constant um, grief, the grief in so many ways where we're grieving deaths within our um, with family members, with friends, with relationships, with um you know, marriages, there's so many things that we are having to grieve. And God is like, how do we respond to that? And so 
my thing is like, I don't want my, I don't want to make any decisions based off of this fear, this fear that is motivating me to think that I have to be stuck and I have to stay there. Like my yes is going to be the yes that says, yes, you know what? I'm absolutely wanting to do this thing because not because I have to, because I don't have to do anything like when it comes to <laughs> like, especially with ministry or when it comes to like your business, um, your job, you don't have to do it. You want to do it. You want to be able You say, hey, I want to do this. Like people are choosing careers that they're just miserable in. Cause like, I just, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. No, it's a mindset. You better go find that job that you get to do. And you're excited that you get to do this and that you get to bring, you know, change and and contribute to your organization and to your business and into your ministry, into your home. I don't have to be a, a mom. No, I get to be a mother. God bless me with this gift of becoming a mother. You get to be a, a husband. You know, you get to be a good boyfriend. I don't have to do anything like there's certain things that we just really take for granted and we think like oh like I just you're dragging along life feeling like you're obligated no like let me tell you justification thank God God did it all he don't actually need me I don't gotta be on this podcast first of all I ain't got no obligation to be talking to y'all all the time I'll be I love you but I don't because I ain't getting no check for it okay I get to do this God has given me a um a platform to share my voice and to share the things that he's deposited in me so that I get to speak to you. Like stop choosing and saying yes out of obligation and start choosing yes out of pure joy, out of the fact that you get to do it. If you got to say yes and you're and it's motivated by fear, you need to you need to say no. You don't want to do it. And guess what? It's okay. Because that means that either God, it, it wasn't, it's not time for you to, you know, maybe it's not for you to do. And God is going to use a willing and grateful and joyful and cheerful giver and servant that is going to do this. And it still get done. Because when I realize that just don't save nobody, I ain't got a heaven and hell to put y'all in. Because I can't even save myself. And when I realize that that's not my job. Like a lot of that pressure, a lot of that performance, a lot of that people pleasing, mm -mm, it's going to start lifting and you start truly being in freedom where you're like, you know what? I'm more comfortable with saying, you know what? No, I don't think that that's the right opportunity for me right now. I don't have the capacity to actually do that right now. And you don't have this guilt and this shame because you know the justification is done. God has done it. He doesn't need you to do anything. You have to go with the mindset that I get to do it. If you have that mindset, yes, you know what? I get to speak and be a motivational speaker. I get to be that um, doctor or that dentist. I get to you know, become that lawyer. I get to be that social worker. I get to be um, that leader. I get to have that promotion or that have that platform or that CEO or that business or whatever it is and not feeling like, oh, I just have to do it and I'm miserable. Don't do that. Because all you're doing is betraying yourself and all you're doing is making yourself more miserable. And at the end of the day, it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to be real. It's going to be short-lived. 
and you won't be able to fully, you know, it won't be fully like successful into where you want it to be or what you want to do because you were never motivated by a pure yes. You were motivated by a fearful yes when you probably just should have said no. And I just say all that because, child, I'm talking to myself, okay? I have to do this all the time. And I have been heavy in just doing a lot of self-reflection when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to, um, you know, different seasons in my life. Man, relationships. Let me tell you, I know a lot of folks saying yes to a relationship that they should have said no a long time ago and they should have left. But because they're motivated by fear, because they're fearful of being alone, because they're fearful of not wanting to hurt the other significant other's feelings, you know, your ma- your your marriage could be miserable. Your relationship could be miserable because you should have said no from the beginning. You saw the red flags and you just kept saying yes because, oh, well, I know I, you know, saw potential in this person and I just really want to make it work and all these other things. Let me tell you, it ain't worth it. It is not worth it. Like, and I know the ones that for those that have worked hard and making sure that they were intentional about who they should be in relationship with and who should they start marriage with and a family with, you know, their yes was out of a pure joy yes. It was no hesitation. It was like, oh, I don't know. No. When the guy asks you for your hand in marriage, it was not like, uh, yes, I don't know. Maybe so. Uh. <laughs> no. Like the marriages that are still healthy and whole today, it was out of an absolute yes. It was out of the pure joy. It was out of not fear and obligation, but out of I get to say yes to this person because I know that this person is who God intended me to be with. And for the ones that were shaky with their no and they had motivated and they were motivated by fear, those are the relationships that don't last long. Those are the relationships that are not as um healthy and vibrant and free, you know, and looking more miserable and miserable. <laughs> like, you know, and so I just want to encourage anybody on this podcast that has been struggling with people pleasing, that's struggling with, you know, a decision in their life. Really ask yourself, what is motivating you? Who are you trying to please? And are you working? Are you answering out of fear? And surrender the fear to God. Replace the what is with the promises of God and know that regardless, he's sovereign. And so your decision, it may not be the perfect one. You may say yes when you really meant to say no. Guess what? Thank God he doesn't punish us. Thank God he doesn't give us what we deserve. Thank God that there is grace. Thank God there's mercy. And thank God the work is truly already done. So I pray that this uh, podcast episode really encouraged you. Please share it. Share it with anyone that you know that could be struggling with people pleasing um, and that could really, you know, just be, um, you know, set free, you know, and that is the goal for, you know, 2020 is we're continuing to be exposed. We continue to gain clarity and we continue to seek freedom. And so I pray that this podcast truly blessed you and you guys listen up for our next episode. Hopefully I can get it to y'all soon, but Thanks for tuning in. Bye.